0: So, um, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, shit's uh, real, 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 what's up So um, yeah. um yeah. So um um yeah real, So um. real, So um Did I just go too far? um, Maybe a little Uh bit. So, um, Uh, so, um, Mm so, um, yeah, oh. Poetry night rings through.
1: Alright, so we have tonight, (laughs) we have tonight Mark Anderson with us, and. I don't know how many of you are familiar with all of the projects that Poetry Night does, but one of our favorite projects is the Ken Warfell Fellowship. And every other year, we choose a poet who has given huge amounts to their own poetry community. And last year, Mark Anderson was our Warfell Fellow, which is... Yeah, yeah very well, Our distinguished, distinguished. And before before you... Well, you join me up here. Uh, so, one of the best ways, I think, one of my favorite ways now to think of Mark Anderson... Uh, I had a dream a couple nights ago, yeah. And uh, I just saw World War Z, and so there were zombies in my dream. And in his maroon and gray sweater, which he's not wearing right now, but he usually always wears it, uh, Mark Anderson appeared, and there's this zombie invasion, and Mark Anderson appears from nowhere, is attacked and killed almost instantly by a zombie. But... Before, before he becomes a zombie, because he's obviously gonna reanimate, uh, there's a little dog with me, and zombies are about to attack the dog, and Mark Anderson takes out those zombies to save the dog. Yes. And then becomes a zombie, and then the dream ended. But, so, we have Mark (laughs) Anderson here tonight.
0: Thank you so much for the warm introduction Um, I love dogs I also love zombies Um, I like zombie dogs Best Um, I'm just going to jump into a poem This poem is called So You Want Me to Fall in Love with You That's the problem with stuffed animals No matter how much you squeeze one You can't feel a heartbeat It works though Hug a stuffed platypus and get rid of your dread My first nightmare felt so real I was terrified for years It's funny now I never met a ten foot tall hairy demon With ox horns anywhere else I can still see it though Ten years later Twenty years later Whoa In a dream I plunged my head under the blankets Don't eat me please Oh monster so you want me to fall in love with you and I'm 25 years old and you're wondering if I'm still a child or maybe you're the childish one and I'm the stuffed animal but one of us is definitely afraid of the dark that's the problem with stuffed animals everyone else grows bigger around them and they still feel so small I wanted my mom to link arms with me so that when the monster came and I died my soul wouldn't drift away She didn't understand what was wrong with this child who had never seen death but felt it all around him. There's no monsters, honey. Let me tell you a story. Hug this stuffed platypus your sister bought you with her own money. You're not going to die. One day, you'll be all grown up and you'll get married and you'll leave me and that's okay. And I said, I might leave but I'll come back and I'll always have a room in my house for you. She smiled, and I'm sure cried later with a complex grown-up emotion when I finally fell to sleep. One day, little one, you'll be all grown up, and you'll have children, and they'll leave you too. I was 11 years old, and Joe was dying, and I barely even knew him. But two days before he passed, I held his hand and said all the right things that no one else could say. My mom and my aunt were speechless when I told him he'd done enough and it was no use being sorry or afraid for anything anymore and that there is love after death. I still thought kissing and or church bells were where babies came from. He had been waiting all his life to hear those things. And I wake at night thinking about death. That's the problem with stuffed animals. They are good at comforting everyone else, but cannot feel their own hearts beat. I take a hatchet to my walls. I light a signal fire and I hope it gets to someone. I hope one of you will tell me what it means. I am so happy to be here with you. I was a little f- afraid I wasn't going to make it. I took the 2 a.m. bus um, from Spokane um, through Seattle and then up here. And those, those 2 a.m. buses always scare me, but that's not really why I was afraid I um, wouldn't make it here. Um, there's this funny linguistic phenomenon the kids are using these days you might have heard about. It's called YOLO. You only live once. The principle of the thing is you think of something really unintelligent probably <laughs> dangerous it might be risking your life and, and then you say YOLO and then you, you do that you just do it YOLO it's such persuasive logic um, one day you will die like a deer on the side of the highway and that's the only death you get because YOLO you can yell at the deer YOLO deer, YOLO all you want but he can't he is already YOLO'd he can't YOLO in Vermont he can't YOLO in Disneyland he can't YOLO in strobe lit dance clubs tossing back shot after shot of fireball He can't YOLO in the hospital hours later, wondering where his pants danced off to. (sighs) Remembering very little. Regretting nothing. He can't YOLO a little white stick with a plus sign to change it all. Church bells, divorce papers, a life thrown in the trash like a disposable ring. He can't YOLO whiskey instead of grief. He never was good at grief. He can't YOLO his own funeral. Long chestnut pews collecting holy water for mass. A solemn voice speaking truths that are not him While his own tongue turns to dust A woman collapsing like an avalanche Into the ash-black canals flowing down her face Ferrying her back to when they kissed like a rainstorm Lightning striking between their teeth And she remembers this alone now A moment she would have gladly occupied forever his absence is so much more present now that he has gone she wants an answer she wants to know why the moment lights like a dove in her palm then flies away carrying with it her impossible pure grief it's really over she will go home she will sleep She will awaken in the morning. One morning, his absence will be only an absence again. She will smile. She will laugh. Small moments will take hold of her. One day, she will die, like a deer on the side of the highway. And this is the only life she gets. Um, cool. most cool. of. <laughs> like the money in the tip YOLO. YOLO! Um, Buy his book, so, YOLO. almost all of these poems are in my book that I'm reading. Um, this chapbook is not a coming of age story. That is its title, and they have it back there for $7. Um, most of the poems I have memorized, but this one I don't. This is called A Reason to Cut Onions. I push my knife through the onion Again, again, again Down to the heart of it My eyes solar flare The world goes underwater. Again through the onion Again, again, again I'm not crying because I can't cry I don't know why my tear ducts dried up Like an old spice cabinet years ago and ever since, I can't drown the world when I need to. And there are times when I need to shoot tears, like a fire hydrant blowing out the inferno of an orphanage set aflame. I push the knife through the onion. Again. Again. It's getting bad. I'll admit it. Again. 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 The knife peels back my layers to a place where everything burns. All right, this next poem is a uh, it's called It's Not the Same at Donut Parade. And Donut Parade is a co- not a coffee, a donut shop in Spokane. Um, so So many times I've sat at these red booths, these tables chipped like my teeth with other slender dresses, but it's never the same. I remember how she parted the still violet mornings to pick me up on those still spring days that began with donut parade. Donuts and coffee, the only light we knew. Her only chance to see the unshaven frame of my face and my worn-through jeans before I wore through my fingerprints shoveling cement from a wheelbarrow like a three-legged dog. Before she drove 200 miles of wild asphalt to soar in the sky as the suns back up blood orange I should have known when I tried to transplant this place onto other years why it never fit Like the jeans and shirt I threw on hastily to see her in that haze I could almost see through The old couples with eyes soft as powdered sugar never looked at me with "'any of the others like we were a scratched-up vinyl song "'they fell in love to. "'Before we knew, I had to go to that still-gray morning. "'I had to put the record of my discontents in motion "'with shovel thrusts to bury one last year "'of a college education. "'At these still-red booths, "'I envisioned myself in a dusty-gray suit and fedora, "'pulling detective novels out of coffee, "'black as loss.' tracking down the mystery of how we got to where we are I don't want to be anywhere I am like those nights gulping coffee by the railroad tracks that thundered every 20 minutes with someone going away from the crumbling cement walls I prayed to what I regret now is not how it ends it is how long and honestly I struggled to hold on to the powdered mirror look in those eyes trying to see myself through them. The moment I shut her car door with a pleading thud, holding silent what I want to say, and she drives off swallowing her words, just four days before our first kiss, the rattle of her tires over gravel, leaving me in the gray morning light, tells the story of what is to come. I'm feeling tonight um, this next poem I'm really excited to share for you here um, it's it's the only poem that's not newish um, but I wrote it in this coffee shop mostly um, and it's actually about another coffee shop um, but I wrote it mostly in that corner and there was like a raised table usually over there and um, so I don't need sunglasses on This is a poem for Connor Connor who I have never met Connor who I may never know For two whole hours I listened to his girlfriend's mother As she talked behind me In a strip mall coffee shop About the boy whose soul she was trying to save It was 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning And this is how I had always needed to learn about holiness She says Connor has a good heart But he was never taught to use it And I think to myself What funny things we overhear when we are always listening. From what I gather, the problem is this. Her daughter is a meek white lamb from the land of picket fences, and Connor is what is born out of adrenaline, reformed and settled at the bottom of his stomach, but still not converted. And as for myself, I have been caught sinning so few times in public that there are fools who have mistaken me for holy. But at that very moment, I had been through something very recently which was very similar and which ended very badly for me so I feel for him and I press my ear so far into that lady's throat that I can hear her breathing above the espresso machine because Connor and I are the same shape of wide-eyed wishing wells who want love more than any other form of redemption but at that moment love was falling through for the both of us so I swallowed my coffee slowly and I listened as hard as I could Because without that story, I might not still be standing here to speak to you. So I wonder what makes an angel. Does it have nothing to do with wings? Before they get their wings, do they come with names like Connor? Do they suffer like the rest of us? And this is not a poem. This is just a thank you note for Connor who I have never met. Connor who I may never know. Um, So this next poem I wrote after listening a lot to Taylor Swift's song um, 22. Has anyone ever heard that song? I don't know know about you, but I'm feeling 22. (laughs) Everything will be alright if you sing better than Mark Anderson. Uh, so that presents a certain picture of being 22 that I respect, and I think, you know, that's a splendid picture, but I had a different story for being 22. And I thought to myself, um, it also needs to be told. Um, this is called Purgatorio. Kurt picks me up way early in his Chevy Cavalier. Black sunglasses pushed all the way up into our retinas and we plan our poetry workshop before we teach it because kids got to learn how to write. And we are both hungover from Dancing the Night Away to Ukrainian records and why the fuck did we rip off our shirts? And we lead the workshop like champions, turning bile to gold and the teacher says, go get yourself some coffee at Empyrean, it's on me. And we drive there because we know rhyme, meter, and directions. And art hangover's magical. They bring the inside to the outside and everything is too bright. And hey, Kurt, why can't I be good at being a human? Hey, let's get coffee. Oh, that's beer. Let's drink it. And Kurt falls asleep. And I think he looks like a beetle. And people ask if he is okay, and he is, which is good because he is hosting the poetry slam. And I think of a scorpion bearing itself for days and months pass. We only have the mystery of life to occupy our time. Woe is us. And isn't dancing better when you do it with your hips and you're drunk but the very next day always the kids need poetry they need to learn about imagery and existential idealism then one day it was all coming to an end that whole place that whole year ended like a hangover not like the explosion all the poets wanted but me on the porch steps mourning like I couldn't find my tongue fuck coming of age stories and I couldn't cry and I couldn't know why and I thought of the scorpion tearing the back of its dried up exoskeleton open and crawling out like it was a new thing and nothing wrong had happened for an entire year and I hadn't blamed everything on the wrong people and I had one last chance to dance, explode, call the whole world my enemy, one last chance to vomit out the fountain of my youth, fuck the too bright future, fuck the setting sun, fuck the way all things end and we end up better because of it, like a firecracker exploding inside a closed palm, revealing a new hand Beneath. <laughs> uh, I have one more poem for you. Uh, thank you so much for being here tonight with me. Um, there was one thing I wanted to mention uh, before I, I get distracted and um the so i'm part of a, a group of people who are planning the individual world poetry slam in Spokane um which is a huge deal for us and it's uh, it's a huge deal it's the biggest individual poetry event of uh, the slam poetry event of the year and um it's really great that we finally have it in the northwest and uh it's october 3rd through 5th um you should check it out. Um, I have, <laughs> and, uh, it's gonna be amazing. And, um, so know that, um, this last poem that I'm doing, uh, it was actually inspired. I was writing it well, last time Rather Dustin featured at Broken Mike. And, um, I was stuck on this poem, and he said, like, maybe if you're stuck on a poem, try using, like, a repeated word. I can't remember what that technique is called. You use it in your, Anaphora, Yeah, like in your skin poem. All right, yes. This poem is called Rain. When it falls on you, you get wet. Rain. It is made of water that also fell on the dinosaurs. It is made of water that composed up to 60% of their dinosaur body mass. Its hydrogen and oxygen come from outer space. The work of the universe moves through you. I am made from dinosaurs. (laughs) Rain. Like an Old Testament prophecy when I rode the bus to Seattle, thinking about lust so intensely it felt like fever. Sideways sawed off shotgun rain. I wish it were just raining frogs rain. Rain that made me want to burn my birth certificate for warmth when I buzzed the door to her apartment, carrying all of Puget Sound in my coat like a drowned terrier with big blue eyes blue-like rain eyes. Rain. It is basically the same thing as the water vapor trading space between our lungs and the heavy air of that room where she laughed at every joke, and I spilled my drink across her floor. Rain. Funny how my heart didn't break that night. Funny how it didn't even bruise. Funny how the rain fell in such small drops, a thick gray cloud over all of Washington as if it knew rain. It is hard to tell if you are crying in the rain. It is hard to tell when heaven falls, if you are really being washed clean, or are you just getting wet. It is hard to tell if heaven is up there. It is hard to tell when someone makes a religion out of tears, if they are crying out of happiness. Rain. Of course, after she left in the dark downpour, I heckled policemen that I was president of the United States of America and required police escort. What would you do if the rain was falling that hard and you couldn't tell what you were feeling? Rain. It is like love, because it is composed of tiny particles that are both attracted to and repulsed by one another. It is like trust issues because it chooses to fall rather than linger in an uncertain heaven. Rain. It composes 60% of our body mass. The matter it is formed from comes from outer space, was formed in the Big Bang. We do not know where the Big Bang came from. The universe must have had some massive trust issues. It must have had a dirty, dirty heart and so much love to make all this rain and all these tiny eyes looking up at it to watch it wash itself clean. Rain, when you hold the universe inside of you, you get wet. Thank you. This poem is called The History of Sidewalks. One. Deer trails. The first man. The discovery of fire. Two. Ancient Greek and Incan roads are still in use today. Some are made from stone. Others are made of mud. If time can be tested, it is they who test time, not us. Three. Insert quote from famous poet here because the only paths worth walking are those well-traveled by. Four, forest fires. Footprints burning on trails which will never be used again. Ashes and limestone. A conspicuous usurpation. Children rising as horizontal skyscrapers. Five, the Tower of Babel's secret name. Six, skyscraping with broken beer bottles. Police, blood, bleach, 7. Concrete can also be used to turn men into flowers beneath the sea. May we question then, who walks upon who? 8. Every small town dreams big city, like sidewalk drive-by shootings. It's why we cook like meth. 9. Or the homeless sleep. 10. Every sidewalk sprawled syringe was once in an arm. 11. There are no sidewalks in Valhalla. Therefore, death is what happens when we stop walking... 12. When the conquistadors came, Incan Emperor Atahualpa said, follow our roads and you will find a city paved and built of gold. The Spaniard Francisco Pizarro did not understand this parable. Atahualpa was executed. Pizarro never returned to Spain. May we question then who walks upon whom? 13. The first sidewalk in Argentina was christened by naming a newborn boy Fierro, meaning knife fighter, meaning we will only understand honor when we learn to walk away. Fourteen, all that survived Sodom and Gomorrah. Fifteen, a little boy scribbling his initials into wet concrete caught and executed. Sixteen, the permanently cast shadow of a girl skipping rope on the sidewalk of Hiroshima. Seventeen, When cement dries, it hardens. When this happens to a man, he is called stone-faced. Whatever words are written into him can never be unwritten. He is called a man. His mother weeps for him because he will not do this himself. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: All right, that was Mark Anderson. Let's give him another hand.
0: Right. Something about Robert you might not know. We love books. Mark. Gonorrhea. Get it while you can't.
1: In the bundle of syphilis. Poetry. Not syphilis.